welcome to It's a Mimic with your DMs, Adam, Dan, and Terry. What is a plot hook, a storyline, the thing in D&D that you've always wanted to do that you've never done? So let's roll oh, initiative. That we've never done? That you've never done before. Not, not done ad infinitum and just want to actually have completion to it? Ooh, 14. Yeah. 10. I'm going last. What is that thing that is consistently like promoted in Dungeons and Dragons? If you've never fought a beholder before, there it is. Oh, okay. What, yeah, no, what, what's the thing cool. that you've never rescued the princess, you've never right. slain the dragon? What is the thing you've never done that you need to do? What's still on the I, I feel like this is a little bit of a loaded question as well, since you know you, you kind of came with up, up came up with the outline and, and got this going. Are you trying to say, as our DM, as Terry and my DM in the other game, are you trying to come up with campaign ideas here? Oh, no. I've already written out. You guys, no. I, we're Adam, good. Adam has 20 years of campaign prep. You're even, not even, wrong. Even yeah. the world that we are in, in Westream Palms is just one of eight, did you say? Is it nine? There's there's nine <laughs> maps. So this could we could spend three years on this and then just go to the next slide. If you <laughs> <want> to, like, <laughs> Click. Click. Yeah. Uh, okay, who's going first? It's me. Um, okay, I would have said pirate campaign, but we're doing that. Uh, we started that a few months ago. So, even though we haven't fought pirates, it's coming. I'm sure we will be the pirates that other people fight. Do you have any idea how how many times on the random encounter table the pirates are there? They're like half of the entries, and you just never hit them. I am amazed. Like the <laughs> odds the are stacked. We've yeah, been you... doing this for four months and have yet to seen anyone with a hook hand going yar. That gonna, wasn't a ghost. It would have been Solomon if he didn't. We you know. Uh, Okay, this I'm going to try and explain this properly because it's not... I like the idea of when I watch Game of Thrones and things like that, I just get... I love the big, huge battles. So I like the idea of being not the heroes necessarily, but being one of like just the people in the battle and it's going on around you and it's going to end however it ends. Your job is to just try and survive until you get to the end of it. Did, did I explain that properly? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. not the swinging force... Of, of, do we win? Do we lose? It's, it's so hard to do. It is hard to do. Yeah. You almost have to do it theater of the mind because you're not throwing 400. No, exactly. Skulls exactly. But, the table. Or I mean like like the battle. Um, let's think like uh, the Battle of Blackwater Bay. Is it? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Tyrion has his little team and he's going, this big battle is going on around you, but this is your job during the battle. You're just going to this gate. These six people come deal with them. And then you get to the end of it. This is the aftermath of what happened in the harbor, what happened here, what happened here. Your job was just trying that, to get That's pretty it. incredible. Yeah I've, no, yeah, I've never even done anything uh, like I, that. I've got, I've got about three ways to do that, and I've been waiting to do a mass combat. It's, it's not going to happen in a pirate campaign. Yeah, oh, but, it won't. But I totally get it. There, so in my experience, I'm just going to jump on this because I'm, I've done a lot of research. Matt Coville's new book about uh, followers and strongholds, or strongholds and followers, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is now. Shout out uh, to Matt Colville. Shout out to Matt Colville. Yeah, yeah he's an awesome dude. He is by far the number one piece of inspiration for me. Yeah. But um, but there are so many different ways to do this, and none of them really sit right with me. Mm-hmm. So I would do it one of three ways from a story perspective. One, I would do a hex crawl through a battle. Mm-hmm. So oh, you, that's cool. Actually. So there are battles going on here and here and here. Depending on which hex that you want to go for, the cavalry will be moving. And so I, while you guys are on the battle map, I also have a map up on the wall. It's a hex crawl saying, "Hey, this the regiment fell here, and now it's the bad guys are moving yeah. here." And, and so you can see the shifting. Yeah. And so you have ten rounds in this hex before the next world event happens. So you don't have to 
roll the dice for 4,000 troops. As the DM, you know how the battle will go until you interrupt it. Yeah. Right? So so that puts all the agency on you guys, but the battle map is full of -hmm. good guys and bad guys, and I've already rolled for them to see how many of each will get knocked down Mm -hmm. in every round, and you guys are going to wipe out the percentages. Yeah. So I, as a DM, am running a lot of math. So, so you know, if the the dragon that's going to interfere is going to land here, yeah. if you're here, that's a bad day for you. Or you may be over here and you narrate, you see a dragon over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so that's one. Two is, um, hey, you, you have to blow up the bridge mm-hmm. to stop the reinforcements from coming. So the battle is going on all around you and you guys are stealthing your way through the through the cops of trees to, to head over to wipe out the bridge and you've yeah. got the explosives with you and that's a way to do a battle. Yeah. So you are still impacting the battle and there are soldiers that are coming at you all of the time and maybe the cavalry rides over you and you got to do stealth checks. So you're getting the battle feel but you're not just another person. No. You're the inglorious bastards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then the third way is to just go kind of like the way that Matt Coville did in his book was, uh, was to kind of high concept it where you have essentially cards of these are your powers, this is how many people uh, are in each squad or regiment, and uh, they each have numerical values, and you're rolling those values against each other. And it's essentially a complicated version of D&D meets Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Right? So there are different ways around it. I actually really like the first one. The hex crawl? Yeah. Yeah. However, the mechanics and like the logistics of that from a DM perspective... Is almost a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I would I would need a month to prep that. Yeah. So, uh, for me, the thing I've never done in D and I don't know. I've done, I've been playing this game for twenty five so years. Long. Yeah, like it's it's hard to come up with one. Um, I think it's the save the maiden. I've never done at least within recent memory. I haven't done the, you know, the traditional fantasy trope of go in slay the dragon, save the maiden. Mm-hmm. You know. Like I, I did, it's just not something I've done. Is that something you want to do? Because you don't enjoy the like the Lo- human knight sort of thing, like you said. Yeah, you don't like the, the, the stereotypical linear storyline either. Uh, so, so no, it's going to turn out the dragon is the maiden. <laughs> well, in, <laughs> in, a, in a way, my character's current mission is to save. like like Loki's current mission is to save his daughter mm-hmm. from an unknown evil that has her bound to this area, like. It's kind of what I'm doing with like Loki right now, but it's it. Yeah, but I've never done like that traditional thing, and and I like taking the tropes and leaning into them, and yet still turning them on their head. So like, I would love to have the you know dragon has kidnapped the the princess, and you as your party have to go and do it. Except your character that she falls in love with is the gnome rogue who wants nothing to do with her, or or the the tiefling. Uh, bard who is gay or something like that and just like not like that that doesn't register with that character like something like that i would love to twist with that and and take the trope embrace the trope and then just go but just twist it just twist it a little bit right so like i've never done uh in recent memory i've never done a save the maiden or or save the kidnapped uh helpless person Mm -hmm. right yep um. I, okay. So uh, I was. <laughs> I've never fought a beholder. You've never. Fought I have a beholder. never fought a beholder. You will. You know what? <laughs> you know what's so funny is we were gonna. I was gonna throw that one shot recently, and, yeah. and then we had to cancel. We'll do it another time. And that was one of the creatures that you guys were gonna fight. Well, well I was hoping. I, I. I. I have never. 
I have been a DM far more than a player, and when I'm a player, I never get past six level. Mm. It just never happens. I'm I I like tier one to a degree, yeah. But I need to be able to play that higher tier stuff. I got to the point where I have made a keep, but I've never got to defend it in, from a battle. I've yeah. never fought a dragon. I've never fought a beholder. Fought a dragon? Nope. I fought a wormling once, and we coup de grace it because it was we jumped on it while it was in the air, and we weighed more than it did, and fell to the ground. Took a whole ton of damage, and then we just grappled it, pinned it because it was three point five, and then stabbed it once in the head. We rolled a hit, hit, it was dead. We so we assassinated it essentially. Yeah. But I have never fought any of the classic D and D solo monsters. Mm-hmm. I've never fought a lich. I've never even met a lich. It's been goblins. <laughs> it's been skeletons. It's been kobolds. It's been orcs. <laughs> I've I don't I've never fought an old. Right, like I have spent I so no idea. I have so much experience as a DM and almost nothing except the basic tropes. We got to check these off one time. We'll, yeah. Whenever we find an appropriate time, I'll run that one shot for you guys, and we'll just put Adam through all of this. Stuff. <laughs> I did it! Missed. Yay! <laughs> now who you can stop the, whining who about gets it. the killing blow. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh? I've lost my die. There it is. Let's roll it. Uh, Eleven. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, watch again. again. It's Dan's dice. I'm this is my. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I like this dice. Um, your least favorite D&D trope and why? Well, I'm going last. Least favorite D&D trope and why? That um, thing that when a new player comes to the table and says, Dungeons and Dragons is this, right? Because I saw it, or I read it, or someone said, or it's... What is the basic... If I hear one more person call a halfling a hobbit, I will, I will stab <laughs> somebody. Okay, that's a misconception, though. And it's a misconception, and it's, it's the closest thing, but... Are, are a, lot, a, a lot of people do line? play. A lot of people do play. The, I was thinking more of the start in the tavern. Right? Uh, yeah. But okay. Now but now there's the fifth Ed um, Lord of the Rings campaigns you can play. Those books are out there now. Uh, someday, Terry, because we we play in a campaign where the multiverse is a thing. Mm-hmm. Someday I will introduce you to a Kender. But until oh, then, no. let's continue no, this. No. <laughs> My thing in the Dungeons and Dragons world that I wish didn't exist was Kenders. Yeah, They're okay. The... They're not in 5th Ed, though, so stick to 5th uh, Ed for this. Okay, uh... Worst trope. I don't know, man. Like, I, it... I love this game. I love I love the, I love embracing the tropes. I, yeah, I don't I don't know if there's necessarily a, maybe a, maybe there isn't a trope that you dislike. I know what you don't like is you don't like mispronunciation of D and D words. Oh, <laughs> oh, it drives me up the wall. Actually, here's what I don't like: when DMs take well-established lore of creatures that has existed since the past 25 years and goes, actually, no, it's like this. Really? I do that all the time. You don't see that problem with it. That's why I say it's dangerous. I bite my tongue because usually you go, it's like this and here's a reason. If it's done without a reason, like uh, I had a DM once um, decide that uh, goblins themselves were in fact highly intelligent. They they weren't like these small little pesky. Oh, okay. They things. were the Warcraft goblins. They were they were Warcraft goblins, and they were and and uh, just change it. It's it's the beholders are now watchdogs yeah. instead of great beings like that. Like people thinking that they're awesome and cool and switching the lore on something just to be unique and different. No, this game has so many different options for you, so many different things. You don't have to take something that is iconic and ruin it to scratch that itch. 
Oh find man, else. I disagree with you so completely. You asked what my opinion is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, like no, it, it's, no. I, I, I don't like. But what about the idea that? And I mean, it's all over Fifth Ed. Make it up. It is your game. Do it yourself. As will come in future podcasts, future episodes. I'm the. That is my go-to. That is my trump card. That is the thing I love. I love being able to just be like, yeah, it's a creature made completely of ash. Go. But it's when you take the iconic. When you change a goblin. To well, it's when you take the game. iconic uh, and you completely like strip it of every weight that it has just for this one cool little you're thing. You're a purist. You're a purist in that sense. A little bit in, in, in my monsters, in my in my deities. It's like if suddenly uh, Cord was, or sorry, Cord's a bad example. If suddenly St. Cuthbert was a evil deity or Paylor fell. Or something like that. Like, unless that's the purpose of the campaign. Unless it's the purpose of the campaign. If it's just a... Oh, no, that's just a thing. Like, if it's a hand wave blase kind of... Meh, that's that's where... Yeah, I, we, we already have fallen thing. gods. Use those. Yeah, yeah. right? That's like, where you're coming from? Yeah, exactly. Is, is stop making it up yourself. Do the reading. Is that, is that where you're coming from? No. Uh, it hmm, New DMs, I fully encourage you to... To it's like do your thing. It, it, it's for me. You know when you go to a restaurant and there's a traditional meal, and but they've changed it in some way. Just yeah. To say oh, you, you go to get you go to get poutine and it's like there's spinach on it. It's their spinach. <laughs> yeah, like that. It, That's what I don't like. And it's okay. like it was it was good. Just don't change that. Okay, you can yes come up with your own thing. Or have a good reason as to why it's happened. Make it part of the campaign. For some reason, spinach has invaded this poutine and we need to remove the spinach to make it pure again. Yeah, okay? but if, if it's just that's just the way they are in my world, deal with it. I mm. Yeah, but I do not want spinach or kale in my fries. Yeah, okay. No, that, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, however, I strongly encourage people to twist and tweak it as they need, but understand that there's probably the tools that already exist out there to do what you need to do. Exactly. So yeah. use use the right tool for the right and, job. And the thing is, I as I DM, I rely heavily on the tropes. I rely heavily on what the expectations are. If I'm running goblins, there's always this base level knowledge of what a goblin is. So I could pull from that and I could wing the mechanics, but the lore is something that I rest on. It's something I hold on to. Okay. So, okay, so what recently happened was you guys allied with a bunch of goblin slaves hmm. did that bother you not at all be- goblins are supposed to be slaves right okay but they were borderline good They're like yeah we'll help you uh, no that that didn't bother me whatsoever okay just because they were still lowly creatures that were not exactly yeah but- yeah it's, it's it's changing the intrinsic nature aspect of, yeah. natures okay. of, right. of a creature it's like we're gonna run a dragon Except it's it's not gonna fly, it's not gonna have scales, it doesn't breathe anything, but we're gonna call it a dragon. Yeah. It's like no, you're you're running a horse. It's a horse. <laughs> that point. is a horse. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like you you have a monitor lizard. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. So it, it it's stuff like that. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, my turn. This one is uh is it gonna be controversial? Oh um, God. Yeah. We made it this far. I don't like dungeons or dragons. No. <laughs> so yeah, I hate dungeons. There's people out there that do hate dungeons. No, uh, so my, my big fun. thing, and I don't want to discourage new players because this is often the touchstone that they need to get into the game. Mm-hmm. Stop playing Conan the Barbarian. Stop playing Luke Skywalker. Stop <laughs> playing Frodo. No one cares that you're Aragorn or Dritzt or anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Be your own character. Mm-hmm. Stop making Lancelot. 
I don't give a damn. You are never going to be Neo, and you will never find the mechanical Neo. balance to be Batman. So don't pretend you are. <laughs> so it just drives me nuts when people grab from other stories and try to be that character. You can be inspired. We had um, one of our uh, players in the last campaign decided that he was going to go with the Norse pantheon mm-hmm. for his barbarian. And everything he did was was based on uh, Norse mythology to the point where his mount had a, had a Norse name. His uh, the, the goblin... Um, that we adopted. Yeah, was named Jormungand because it was from the, the yeah. Norse mythology. That's fine. I'm on board with that because you are grabbing your own inspiration from something that exists and then making it your own yeah you if you show up wearing a white shirt and a black vest carrying a gun at your side with a giant hairy goliath because you just reskinned him to be hairy and he's going to carry a giant crossbow with him and only speak in growls and grunts that only you can understand i don't want to play with you. I love Han Solo. I don't want to play with him in my campaign. I didn't make that game. I was like, who the hell is he describing? Who the hell is he describing? But there's so much of that in D&D mm-hmm. where when you're reading about people's campaigns on Reddit and stuff, they say, oh, he's basically this, but with this power. Yeah. Man, this game can do anything. Yeah. There's an infinite number of possibilities. Why are you limiting yourself to something very simple? Exactly, yeah. Now... Again, draw your inspiration from flip it. Flip side of that, though, it is for new players when there's a lot going on. It's sometimes it's easy just to grab something familiar, and, which and, will guide you. And that that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that you should learn on a one shot or two, maybe a campaign to level four mm-hmm. or five, get kind of a flavor. And yes, play Lance a lot. Yeah, and I think what I think you should leave yourself open to though is changing. I mean, for example. Um, well, my, so my last character, I, when we started playing, I was like, look, I'm kind of channeling a Jamie Lannister type thing here because yeah. it's, it's guiding me. Yeah. But it changed as the, as, Oh, as by, the, by the end of the third session, it was done. It, right? Things are happening. Things were changing. And it was like, oh, I actually see where this story's taking me now. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Don't, don't hold on to something for the sake of holding on to it. Yeah. Have it as a guide initially to channel you in kind of the direction you want to go. You but can, yeah, have open, an inspiration. Yeah, but don't get locked in on that character. You don't, you don't need to get locked in. So on. anyway, that's mine, Terry. What what do you got? Um, I would say the trope that I don't like, and we will cover this a lot over the future podcasts, is don't be a deliberately adversarial DM. And we know <laughs> we're going to cover that a lot, but I just want to introduce yeah. it, throw it out there. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to disagree on everything, Dan and I. Um, I don't think you have to. Um, change rules, bend shit, stop the players from doing stuff just because it's inconvenient to you, just to try and hurt them as mm, much as yeah. possible. Because you can do that anyway. We can be like, oh, you're level three, or oh, here's three ancient dragons. It's fun playing with you guys, see you never. Like, put yeah. the challenge out for them, but dude, be firm but fair, DMing. Absolutely. You are going on this journey with the players, right? Yeah. And you're, yeah. you're not the bad guy. You run the bad guy, mm-hmm. but at the end, you don't want to... If you as a DM say, yeah, they got to the last room with the last boss with level 20 guys and they just got killed outright and the campaign just turned to shit and I won. Yeah, like so, no, but sometimes that happens. Well, in our last game, my character died. I may have mentioned it. Um, <laughs> but, and, and, and my wife was saying afterwards, after the game finished, I've never seen Adam look so stressed. 
like because you did not want to be the bad guy and you were going in your mind how the hell did this happen yeah and and i'm sitting there going i have plans for this guy yeah we had a whole thing he had a fake hand with extra fingers yeah there was stuff going on more to him there was he was gonna he his his top hat was gonna get taller yeah (laughs) right like there was so much to do with this character and then he was gone but yeah and and because sometimes it just happens but you were firm but fair with it because we were throwing out ideas can you revivify a zombie well, no, you can't. So yeah, um, but but my point being, you to be a good DM, don't just. It's not fun to just bend the rules, break shit, and just to kill people. Give them a challenge. Can can we expand on this a little bit and just being adversarial at the table? You don't need to do that. It's the guys who come in with their characters as well that are just like the solo loner. Who's just like super powerful <laughs> and down. yeah, hood down. Like I'm gonna sit in the <laughs> corner. And I have this deep shadow. You talk about Aragorn again. You talk yeah, about Strider, right? but yeah, right. Like yeah. It, it, and and well, uh, you're like session one. You're trying to get the party together, and there's that one guy who's all like, "I'm not going to be with these people." Yeah, it's like no, no. You're friends at around a table trying to play a game. Play the game. Don't yeah. don't like it, it, make it, a character who's directly I, adversarial for the sake of being I, adversarial and dark. Yeah, and I think that's what the next episode has got to be about is, for lack of a better term, your job as a player or as a DM. Yeah. You know, you're here to play a game and to have fun. There are some do's and don'ts. Yeah. And a lot of that's based on a social contract. And what does that social contract look like? When is it an unspoken rule? When should it not be an unspoken rule? Mm-hmm. And what constitute fun? Because yeah. ultimately, you're not here to win. You cannot win Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Right? There's no way to win this game. So therefore, there's no way to lose this game. Yeah. So have fun with it, right? You're here for the journey and for the yeah. experience. Yeah. So as much as you're like, hey, we finished the campaign, in theory, your characters continue to live and their story is not done. You have just borrowed them from the moment that they were called to action to the moment that they finished this quest, mm-hmm. right? That character lived beforehand, which is why we write backstories. They exist afterwards. So don't be a dick with your character. Yeah. But you as the DM are telling a story for these four or five people mm-hmm. in this world. You don't run the world. You are not a god. We, I, will, I will claim to be a Dungeons & Dragons god as a DM. No, no, no. It's my campaign. It's my rules. Dan, that's not how Advantage works today. Right? There are these specific rules. This is the setup. I'm making the judgment call as the um, referee. <coughs> Here's the ruling. Yeah. But at no point am I out to get you. No. Right? Yeah. And I want your character to go through his, this entire strange redemption arc that he's on. And I don't know if he's going to win or lose. He may fail at that. Oh, yeah. And I will be equally as upset as you. I'll tease you about it. And then I'll go home and cry. But we're telling a story together. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, I think, what you're saying, yeah. Terry, right? Is, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, we're telling a story together. There's going to be times where people die where you have to be firm on rulings. But be fair with it. Uh, the challenge needs to be there. The threat of death needs to be real. But I'm not showing up to play this game just to feel like you're deliberately screwing me over because it's some sort of power trip. Exactly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 It, and it's a game. Everyone at the table. You're all friends. You're all... Even if you've just met these people. Like, no one likes that guy who's going to sit there and make the game all about them. So, I think, yeah, you're right. Next episode, social contracts, the don't be a dick rule. Yeah. Which well, can extend from the game into any other yeah, source of media and, and or life. A lot of this is going to be, you hear most most people that run podcasts or run uh, D&D stuff on the internet, they run into the question, they get that private email from someone that says, hey, 
uh, I have this horror story mm-hmm. about this thing that happened with the player or with the DM or or whatnot, and and they talk about these ideas of the golden rule of D and D or what to do in a session zero or how do I talk to my problem player, mm-hmm. and the you shouldn't have one in the first place, yeah. right? If I'm going to sit down at a table with someone, I straight up will not play in a couple of campaigns that I know about mm-hmm. because I have a personality clash with the person at the table, mm-hmm. and I may like everyone else there, yeah, but I won't play in that game. Because I don't want to bring that drama to the table. Yeah. So, and I think that wisdom sometimes takes time to get. That's something I learned, you know. Um, but you, sometimes you're a newer player. People, out, new players out there, you're gonna trip over a couple of times on that. It's gonna yeah. happen. It's gonna take you a while. You're you're trying to figure yeah. a lot out. Um, but yeah, it may happen. But. Yeah. So, anyways, I think that wraps us up for this nice, short, quick, concise episode. Good. Yeah. This there might end up getting edited into two separate parts. I'm not sure. I don't think it will. Uh, <laughs> just I hope you time. guys like the long haul. We're we're this will be a long one. I don't think that our future episodes will go quite this long. But as you can tell, we are all you know fond of our voices. Yeah, and you may, you've made it. Now you're late for work. You've been fired, but you didn't like that job anyway. And now so. you have more time to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Hey, yeah, there you go. So, um, all right. And on that note, uh, I think we're gonna call this uh, uh, session. Yeah, mimic. Yeah, we're out. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to It's a Mimic. Enjoyed this teaser? Want more? Follow us on social media or visit itsamimic.com. The official first full episode premieres January 29th, 2019. Be awesome and tune in.